Thank you, Lawrence, for joining us on this kind of special edition of Mwango. Chat a bit about the financials in Q1. Now, so maybe you can begin by giving us a bit of a brief on kind of the high-level highlights on the on the court. Yeah, so I think high-level, Eric, it's been a tough quarter. The operating environment has been quite tough, as you know, globally, regionally, basic. Very you know, deep, deep, depressed of economies, some places in recession. So at Q1 for KCB, we saw a very good growth in revenues, about 27% growth in, in, in revenue, which has been supported by growth in the balance sheet, which has grown 40%. There's a, 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 an, an inorganic growth that is in there because of consolidation of trust, merchant bank. But there's also organic performance from growth of most of our businesses. The, that 27% growth in revenues has been utilized quite a bit on, on, on costs and provisions, especially provisions, and has ended up with a flat, flat delivery of profits year on year. So a quick question, maybe the provisions are up 98%. So is that part of cleaning up the book or what's the goal of that? So that's, it's actually two main things. One, there is the impact of FX. So with the depreciation of the shilling, the, we've had to take additional provisions because of just purely you're translating a dollar facility that was a hundred in December, it has gone to 120 in quarter one and the corresponding collateral has not increased by that much. So we haven't done valuations of collaterals. Some are likely to improve, but others not as much. So just that gap created by the depreciation of the shilling has necessitated additional provisioning. That's one. And then the second, the second one is largely driven from the Kenya business, what we call scheme loans. So you've read about all these funding issues for universities. We have a lot of universities in our book. And because they are not receiving funding from government, then they, we've had, we've seen that as an increase in risk rating. So the staging from an IFRS has moved Same. either one to two or two to three, which necessitates additional provisioning. And being one, one of the key institutions that bugs most government institutions. So how that, how's their delay in salaries at least in March? How did that affect maybe the book and what are you seeing in terms of you from your clients? Yeah, so that didn't impact us uh, that much. It is a worry reading about it, but uh, but the fact that it didn't go 90 days, it's just something for us to be alive to because it starts now getting worrisome when it goes 90 days past due. Oh, okay. And then about the NPL's headache, which has been like a bit hanging over there, I think the book for a while. What are some of the corrective measures that you're taking? Um, especially in the first half to maybe remedy the situation so that I think your target NPN ratio is 12, 14%, Q1, 17.5%, and the NPL that are around 176.5, non-performing loans evaluation. So how, how, what are some of the corrective measures that you're taking? Maybe you can inform investors in that regard. I like uh, talking to someone who's on top of their numbers. So you've quoted the numbers quite well there. So there is, we are, we've got various strategies, rehabilitation, recovery, write-off that we are pursuing. Quarter one, we, so we've had a mix of winning in those strategies, but also because of the macro environment, we've had some of, some facilities that were doing okay, were not 
were performing that have tipped into non-performing purely because of, of the general macro environment. So it's about getting that balance right, making sure you don't have items slipping over as you're doing your, uh, implementing your strategy on NPL recovery. We've got, I would say maybe four or five big ones that are government related. We have made some significant strides in getting them sorted out. We are just, I would say, tail end of getting those, those facilities, getting back to, to, to restructured and getting back to, to performing. And those are sizable. We execute on those then we should be very well in the way of delivering our promise of 12 to 14% by year end. And if I look at KCB South Sudan, I see the NPLs are around, the ratio is around 5.1%, and it was quite, I think, almost double that last year. What, are, what did you do there? What's the secret ingredient? We had actually one big recovery that had been pending for maybe five years. We had been working very hard to get it sorted out for quite a period, long period of time. And that we managed to, uh, to finally execute on. And hence, that's why you've seen that drop. It's also supported by the fact that we've gone back to lending in South Sudan. So you've got your denominator and numerator, both of them going in the right direction. So your ratio goes down. Okay. So in terms of investing in government securities, the trend this first quarter has been for most banks to shift away from lending to government. The U.S. is still up, I think, 5.6% in the first quarter. Of course, that's from a high of 33% growth in Q1 2020. So that's a bit of a dissimulation, quite a substantial dissimulation. Any thoughts mm. in terms of lending to government and in terms of also lending, to, making loans and advances, which were up, I think, 31%. So compared, it's quite good. And more people want you to see, well, sorry, 5.6% 5, 5 to government securities and loans and advances around 32%. More people want to see institutions, banks lending to individuals and customers. What's your plan in that regard, in terms of your positioning in regard to government securities? Yeah, so the 32% growth on, 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 on loans, I would say 9% of that is because of consolidation of TMB. So 23% okay. was the real organic growth. But your point is still valid. Generally, you'll see most banks, especially in Kenya, have not really participated very heavily in government, government securities. Not because the return is not good, but because the, of the tightness in liquidity in the market in, in that quarter. We've been fighting to get deposit. You're getting deposits at a very high, high rate. So, you know, that deposit, then you want to deploy it in, into a more profitable asset and not a short term. The short-term asset. So that really is what is what has driven. We're seeing improvement in liquidity in the second quarter. So likely to see some change on that side. That's one. The second point is we are now almost all banks have gotten approval. Certainly for us, I'll say we've got an approval on our risk-based pricing. So then we can start matching risk to reward and start looking at customers that in previously we were not able to look at because from a risk return point of view, they were not fitting within the bracket of the sanction pricing that, that, that was there. And yeah, and then in terms of subsidiaries, how this was the first, if I get my numbers correctly, it should be the first quarter after the consolidation, full consolidation of Congo yes. and all. Yes. So then what's your sense of business in the first quarter in Congo and the other subsidiaries also? South Sudan has developed into a bit of a mess in the first quarter politically. What's your feel around the subsidiaries? Actually, a very good feeling about subsidiaries. They are all firing on all cylinders. The, the Congo is done better than we expected. 
they've surpassed our expectations. So we believe we can actually squish for more delivery from Congo, Uganda, Tanzania, Burundi. If I look at, if I look at the growth in, in PBT for year on year growth in PBT for the subs, all of them are doing fantastic. You've got Tanzania, 65%, Sudan, 76%, Uganda, 149%, Burundi, 82%. They're all in very high, uh, high numbers. So I think that strategy is working. We just need to make sure that the performance we, in, within the Kenya economy does not then get contagion, contagious and, and impact the subsidiary. So we are very happy with how the subsidiaries have operated. What about SL? SLR in terms of provision, why it's much higher for you guys than all the other listed banks. Yeah. So the SLR statutory loan loss reserve number is, is high is when you take the provisioning from a, from a prudential guideline, CBK provisioning point of view, what they do is that they, you have got to keep discounting the collateral value. So if I have a loan of a million and the collateral was a million. In terms of, and that's a for sale value, a million. For, from purposes of IFRS 9, I really don't need to take additional provision. For purposes of prudential guidelines, on year one, when I downgrade, I don't take provisions. Year two, I'm required to discount that for collateral by 20%. Year three, another 20%. Eventually, you discount by year five, there's no collateral. So when you discount by 20%, I have to increase the provision in for prudential guidelines. And that is what goes into the SLLR. All right. So in terms of then outlook for Q2, it's also the time when the government is releasing their budgets. Also, there's a lot happening in terms of the macros perspective. What's your feel for the bank subsidiaries? And also, as you answer that, also as a final question, you can also tell us a bit about maybe you're thinking around BK, especially in how the subsidiary performed in Q1. Yeah, so the outlook is, is you know, we're optimistic, cautiously optimistic about the outlook. The fiscal policy of government has been outlined in the finance bill 2023. We expect that will pass. Government will start generating, uh, they need to increase the revenues that they're generating once they start spending. As I keep saying, governments across the world will be the biggest spenders. So when they spend, you start getting money, getting to the bottom, to the grassroots of the economy and disposable income, you start getting people to spend. So we are optimistically hopeful on, 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 on cautiously optimistic on that front. For NBK, NBK has, has had a, not a very good start to the year. We, we have plans. I can't, I can't talk about the plans at the moment, but we believe that we shall be able to turn it around. Might not deliver as high in terms of profitability because of some of the, the impact of the plans that we have. But we believe that we should be able to generate synergies and, and reduce the cost base of NBK significantly by the end of the year. Thank you so much, Lawrence, for your time. That was a really good perspective in terms of what happened in Q1. So hope to see you at the end of H2, H1, and then we can have a, 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 a better talk also. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.